Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's Wolf Logic and Jessica Charman getting you ready for Crown Corners Atlanta Preview. Willie P and Jessica Charman here with you as we head down to the land of the 404 and Charlotte FC hoping that it goes better for them than they did in their last engagement with Atlanta United. The 3-0 defeat last time around, though Charlotte FC with two wins on the bounce in all competitions. And Jess, uh, I'm wondering how much form will play into this one because Charlotte FC playing with good form right now, Atlanta, not as much. Yeah, I think you're right. Charlotte FC coming to this one on one of their best form streaks in history in terms of the run that we're on right now and coming off a week with fantastic wins that showed a little bit of everything from resilience, comebacks, and even a clean sheet against the reigning champs Orlando in the Open Cup. Atlanta struggling. They have lost their last two games. Three of you include the big Open Cup upset that they faced against USL uh, opposition. That being said, they're a side that is better at home, gets a decent crowd into their stadium. And at the end of the day, anytime that you've got a world champion on your squad, you're a team that's difficult to play against. So it'll be interesting to see how both these sides get up for the occasion. I think we were both very encouraged by the injury report this week, not having a Dilson Melanda's name in it. Uh, Christian Latanzio was a bit ambiguous with still talking about Melanda's availability. He said Melanda among the injured players is the closest to returning, even though he doesn't necessarily appear on the injury report. Again, there could be some, you know, the, the report comes out earlier in the week, so it might be a situation where uh, it could be just a bookkeeping error on that. But uh, whether or not Melanda plays is uh, is foreign to us, but uh, if he does play, that does give Charlotte FC a, a world of uh, security going into this one, even though it might be maybe less than 100%. Uh, although when I saw him on Tuesday night, he didn't have a brace or anything on that uh, on that ankle. So m- maybe uh, they dodged a bullet here with this one. I'm really hoping so. I'm hoping it's just one of those dead leg, bone bruises, those kind of things from physical contact rather than anything internal in terms of tissue damage or fractures, anything like that. As you mentioned, Will, they said that the x-ray came black clean but they were looking a fracture so probably just a bone bruise or something like that Adelson's tough as nails you saw Mm. it in him wanting to continue wanting to make up for giving away that penalty having to really be dragged off the field and protected from himself that just demonstrates the sort of player that he is fighting for his team fighting for his club he is such an important player on this side not just because of his defensive understanding not just because He's been the only stalwart in terms of centre-back position, the only consistent centre-back that we've had all season. I think we worked out during the last game that he's had four or five different centre-back partnerships and he's still been able to do a stellar job with all of those different pieces around him. But where Adelson is underrated is he's the player on this pitch that has received the most passes. He is the starting man when it comes to us trying to build out the back, to find that possession, to link up with the midfield and make sure there is that connectivity and if you were to lose that with Adelson along with DJ being unavailable 
it would have been a very tough pill to swallow against a very strong attacking side like Atlanta United. So if, if we're going by what the injury report says and a deal is good to go, I'm guessing that means that Jan and a deal are basically unchanged. What are your thoughts about the rest of the back four? Because uh, I know under uh, upon further review, I, I looked at that goal and, and I saw some conversation about the, the goal from open play. And while I know we did give Jan a bit of uh, a bit of flack for uh, kind of getting beat uh, in a foot race there in that goal with Gabby Pereira, uh, there was a potential there that that Nate had an opportunity to play Gabby offside and did not. Unfortunately, just a you know a hair onside uh, in terms of the way that Pereira made that run, and that's what caused the breakaway going down the flank. Uh, how would you feel about? the two fullbacks, whether it's Byrne and uh, Lindsay, or if it's Harry and Lindsay or Harry and Byrne, wh- wh- where do you feel like the best double is there? Uh, I think it's a tough one just because of the speed that we're going to have games, right? And when you've got a player like Harrison Awful that is obviously at the later generation of his career, probably can't go two full 90s in a week, you're probably going to have to make those adjustments anyway. So it's deciding which game that you might feature Harry in. When it comes out offside trap, We've got to give a benefit of the doubt to this team as well when you've had such a mismatch in the defensive unit. To play an offside trap is difficult at the best of times, let alone when you're changing personnel week in, week out defensively. Unfortunately, we're being forced to do that through injury. I think Nate has been quietly good. He's not set the world on fire, but as we've talked about a little bit off air, Will, sometimes it's okay if your fullbacks aren't being the biggest talking point. I'd rather that we weren't talking about errors than we were you know, talking about anything. So I think Nate will probably get the nod just because of his a little bit more athleticism, perhaps. Um, And I think Jalen's been fairly steady too. not really set the world on fire, like we say, but been steadily confident and building a little bit of a relationship with the wingers ahead of them, too. So for me, I wouldn't change the fullbacks. I would go with consistency based on how you've played. But I don't think that means that we won't see Harry either as a sub or against Chicago midweek. Derek Jones's suspension more than likely means that it's Bronico and Westwood once again in the midfield. Uh, we saw Camille play on Tuesday night, and, and first time you and I have had a chance to talk since then. Uh, let's get into Camille because not only was that a gritty goal, but I also feel like this has kind of been the the Camille Josviak revenge referendum tour. And and even Christian Latanzio spoke very vocally about it on Tuesday night about, hey, you know, people talk a lot about players and don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, whether it was the injury last year, coming in the middle of the season, getting used to the league, whatever, uh, whatever you want to throw against what Camille's form was like last year, a different player has shown up, at least of late, in 2023, and it's the DP I think we were all promised. Listen, he has been the most promising player on this entire team in terms of bringing the energy, and I don't think it's any coincidence that we struggled at times when he wasn't on the field with us during his injury, right? Because he creates opportunities, he does dirty work, he's got a finishing touch now that maybe was lacking earlier on during his time with the club. And I think my favorite type of fans right now are salty Derby fans commenting on Charlotte FC post saying, where was this at Derby? Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but the beast right now. And I think what I love about Camille is the variety in his goals. You saw something a little different with him breaking through a couple of challenges, but then the little cheeky dink over the goalkeeper, so much composure. 
He's a guy playing with confidence and bundles of confidence. And the other thing that's very reassuring about Camille coming into that Open Cup game is that a lot of the time when players come off of injuries, maybe they come back and they're lacking a little bit of that burst or they're lacking a little bit of that confidence coming off of the run that they had before their injury. Camille didn't miss a beat. It, it looked like he hadn't missed a game that he'd got in from the get-go and really just... I, I've been praising him since, honestly, even last season, I said, I see something in him. I, I like what he offers on the defensive side. I like the workhorse that he is. And now he's added the stats in terms of goals and assists to it, and everyone's talking. But hard work is such an underrated characteristic of a player, and Camilla's put in the hard work, and now it's showing on the pitch, which you can tell Atanzio has a little bit of a proud smile every time he talks about it because he knew that this was coming from Camille. Yeah, it's what's weird is that, you know, he brought in a lot of that work rate, like you said, last season. And I, I think we are much more apt to give a player some rope when they are at least putting in the work rate. They're putting it in on both sides of the ball and, and making sure that they at least do their assignment, even though the numbers are not there. Uh, it'll be our first time to see Carol Svidersky at the number nine this season, we think. Uh, no Vinnie Mello in the game on Tuesday. That would have been the perfect opportunity potentially to roll him out there. Uh, but Vinny's been training with Crown Legacy, as many know. Uh, don't know if he'll even get a chance to be called up to the uh, to the 20 roster uh, just based on the numbers. Uh, but if it's me, I, I think if I'm going by the way that Christian Latanzio has organized his team and uh, even his conversation where he uh, talked about uh, in the media where he said that he and Vinny had a frank conversation about uh, Vinny's role and what they need from him. To me, that says that's probably Carol Svidersky moving up to the number nine and somebody else at the number 10. Uh, who do you think gets that number 10 role? And also, what do you think about Carol being back in his old stomping grounds? I think Carol is probably going to look forward to this opportunity, honestly. He's going to want to try and be closer to goal and create some opportunities and show what he can do. We already know how versatile Carol can be, but will he get the service? We shall see. Uh, I think that Bender would be an obvious choice. Haygart's also been very good. I think if Bender is well, obviously we know he's coming off that illness. And if he is feeling fully fit, then you probably see Bender coming into this one just because he has evolved a lot in his physicality. If it is Bender that gets a nod, a really important shift at the office for him. Uh, I'll go back a little bit too, though, to that midfield. Brant Bronico has a big responsibility in this game, Will. We've talked about it. And honestly, you've been one of his harshest critics looking for something mm. different. I thought he did a very good job off of the bench. It looked like it motivated him. And I'm hoping that Brant is able to shine in a game that's going to need someone to be that physical workhorse in midfield to silence the attacking midfielder Armada for Atlanta United. Well, I think the one thing that at least gives me a little bit of courage going into this one is that Brandt was playing a position that is foreign to him in playing left back last time we saw Atlanta. That's how long ago it was. That seems Ooh, like ages I ago. About that experiment, Will. Yes, you're so right. So I'm thinking that, you know, maybe Brandt closer to his natural habitat you know, it'll be Brandt basically against Almada. And I know that that might sound like a mismatch for a lot of people knowing that <laughs> it is a world champion. But, you know, Brandt gets his jollies by being a disruptor. And I think this could be this this could be the, the comeback for him. I think it is. And I think Brandt's going to have a real chip on his shoulder, knowing that he wasn't able to show Atlanta United what he can do right in a lot of ways. I think. Brandt almost probably felt a little bit offended about the way that Atlanta United attacked against 
Brown Bronico, it was very obvious they had circled him in that left-back role as a way they wanted to attack down the right-hand side and capitalize on him. Now he's going to want to show them, hey, I was out of position. That's why maybe you had some success down my flank. Uh, this is where I belong, in the middle of the park, in that defensive midfield position. And honestly, I know you talk about a mismatch, but if I'm Thiago Armada, I'm not fancying going into too many challenges with Brant Bronico the way that Brant mm -hmm. commits to a challenge. So I actually think it could be a really fun battle to watch. And I don't, I don't want to tug it at Almada's cape, but he's not looked like the same player in the last couple of contests. There's been a lot of freelancing. I think that teams have adjusted to realizing that Almada pulls the strings, right? When you look at mm -hmm. the stats for Atlanta United, Almada is the guy with the progressive passing. He's the guy with the assists. He's the guy uh, with the goal-scoring opportunity-creating, shot-creating actions. All of these stats go to Almada. If you're able to silence the guy that's pulling the strings, then you limit the effectiveness of everyone around him. And it seems like the majority of teams that are seeing success against Atlanta United are being able to cut off the service that the Argentine is able to create. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, we we might we will we be remiss about uh, mentioning the fact that it is a uh, a Justin Merrim revenge game as well. Uh, he gets to see his old squad uh, for the first time as a member of Charlotte FC, and I think you know I, I was watching him a lot. Uh, really kind of playing tutor to Hamidi Diop in the Open Cup game. And, and uh, I think we got to give Hamidi also uh, a measure of applause because that's a tough assignment. Uh, first ever first team matchup uh, in an Open Cup contest. You're playing for a trophy, you're playing left back, and you got to have Facundo Torres on your opposite side. I think he did a pretty good job, despite I think a lot of times needing Justin Merriman to tell him where to go. He was very silky on the ball, and uh, I think two very encouraging signs, not just Miram himself, uh, obviously got the uh, assist in the uh, game last Saturday we talked about, but also playing that role that I feel like was missing on this team as the the wily vocal veteran as opposed to you know the soft lead-by-example kind of guy that Harrison Offal is. Yeah, we needed that leadership, and Justin Merriman talked about that in one of his first press conferences with the media, right, that he wanted to see leadership he wanted to be a leader and he's displayed that really well taking Diop under his wing and doing a very good job of helping Diop like you said and they were able to keep a clean sheet that's a huge deal to keep a clean sheet against the reigning champions so I saw a lot of encouraging signs I will say that Justin Merrim should be taking the corner kicks too because his service was so refreshing very much so. Very much loved it. Uh, we'll be on the air tomorrow at 7 o'clock uh, for the pregame show, 739 first kick. Uh, Jess, I would say safe ride, uh, and I do say safe ride because it is a bit of a ride for you, but it is not as big of a ride as it usually is. Uh, uh, I will take the, the majority of the miles this time for a change this week, and uh, I will see you in Atlanta. I cannot wait for you to do the driving. Thank you so much. It's going to be so fun calling the game from the stadium. Excited to be there with you, Willie P. Granted, I will not be the driver. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a uh, a trained commercial driver's license person. You're getting chauffeured. Ish. Chauffeured-ish. Uh, thanks again to the folks from Min City Collective for uh, uh, letting me tag along with those guys. We'll have some conversations. We'll have some fun. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be... Uh, packing some extra points uh, coming back home from Mercedes-Benz. We'll talk to you on the broadcast Saturday, and thank you so much, as always, for listening to Crown Corner.